Hey friends, it's Shawnee, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to Simple Saturdays. For those of you who are new here, welcome. Simple Saturdays is a bi-weekly email and podcast in which I share tips and encouragement and insights around decluttering, simplifying your home, your heart, and your life. I am a life coach, a mom of three, and about five years ago, I really got into minimalism and living on purpose, living intentionally. And I'm just really excited to be sharing this journey with you guys. Many of you are moms with kids who want to simplify your lives, who want to live it on purpose. So welcome. This summer, we are digging into a series. I gave it a title. It is called You Can Simplify Your Life. This is a series that you guys have asked for when I said, what do you want for the summer? So last um, Simple Saturdays, which was two weeks ago, we talked about part one, why life doesn't feel simple. And I think it all comes down to how we're managing our resources, how we manage our time, our money, our energies, and our physical space, because we're draining them. And then we don't have enough of them to actually live the life that we want. So you can go back and listen to episode 30. You can also read it on the blog. I'll link that in the show notes. So today is part two, and it is why we don't have a simpler life. And this might feel kind of like a repeat, but this is going to be totally different. So part one, we talked about why life feels complicated or overwhelming. And part two, we're going to talk about paying attention to why we're not making the changes we want to make. If you're here and you want a simpler life, there can be many reasons why you don't actually have it. And as a life coach, this is something I've thought about for my own life. It's something I've coached women on. And I know that there can be so many reasons why we don't have a simpler life. It's not just cut and dry. It's not just, I don't have time or because I have babies. It isn't that simple. And it is important for us to dig into the why nots as much as we dig into our whys. I mean, sure, we can dig into every like underlying mindset and motive of everything we do or don't do. And that's going to exhaust us. It's probably not reasonable. But when there's a change we want to make and traction feels hard in our life, then getting to that kind of underlying mindset that we have is going to be so vital to see what's holding us back. Because when we can observe ourselves and observe where we're being held back by our own selves, without judging ourselves, without trying to rationalize our way out of it, we become aware. We become aware of ourselves and we can use this information to learn about ourselves, how we're thinking and acting and showing up. And we use this information, we pay attention, and that is the beginning of change. So I'm going to share with you the 10 reasons we might not have a simpler life. And maybe some of them feel like they're true. Maybe just one or two are really sticking out for you. Whatever you are feeling as you listen to this, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I want you to keep in mind that however you have been living your life, however you have been thinking, the thought patterns you've had, you aren't doing anything wrong. You've just been operating the way your brain is supposed to operate. Your brain wants to be super efficient. It wants to think the same things it's always thought so you can do the same things you've always done. The whole goal of your brain is to conserve energy and living on autopilot is how it does that. But when we want to have actions and thoughts and habits that are actually moving us in a new direction, we need to stop and get new thoughts and get mindful about the thoughts we need to shift. So I'm going to run through these 10 reasons. And there's a lot of content here. I would encourage you, if you want to dig in more to um, some of them, to read the blog post. I'm going to just review them here. And there is also going to be a freebie at the end of the blog post. 
and it is a guide I've made up that goes through each of the reasons and gives you indicators that this reason might be true for you. And then it's going to give you kind of a life coaching homework step to address this reason or dig into it a bit more. So number one, we are buying into the glorification of busy. If someone asks you, how's your life? How's your summer going? How's your day going? So many of us give that initial response. Oh, busy. I'm so busy. We all say it. It's part of our culture. Life is busy, especially for moms. You know, we're just, we're just managing our days. We're getting up kids out the door. We maybe go to work or we parent all day. And then there's after school activities, make dinner, clean up bedtimes, fall onto the couch and do it all again tomorrow. Busy is just a blanket statement for our life. And I don't think it's serving us. There is kind of two camps diverging. One almost idolizes busy. Busy is progress and success, and that's where your value is as a person. I think that's really the culture that we see around us, and it's maybe the culture we were raised in. Especially for moms, if you're not busy, you're lazy. But then there's another camp that's really challenging these views on busy. And what it comes down to, in my view, is are you busy with intention? Are you being productive? Or are you just being busy for the sake of being busy? Paying attention to our motives is really what's going to tell us if we are busy or productive people. And I love to use the Enneagram for this. The Enneagram is a kind of self-awareness tool that really helps you get into your own inner motives. And I'll link episode 17 all about the Enneagram and a video I have on the Enneagram in the show notes. And if you go to the blog post for why we don't have a simpler life, I go through all of the nine Enneagram types and talk about what their motives might be for keeping busy. All right, number two, we don't know what we want. The day I realized that I was living someone else's hand-me-down version of success. And to me, success meant that you have two happy married people with stable jobs, um, a big house, two and a half kids, two cars, and you just keep filling the house with stuff and you go on vacations you can't afford and you buy toys and you just keep consuming and consuming. And it hit me that I really didn't want this life and that I needed to kind of have this moment of quiet and blank where now what do I want? I had never really asked myself what what I want. And so many of us never do. I'm going to dig into this in the next part of the series, listening closer to yourself and finding out what you want, what you want your life to look like. Number three, we don't know how to start. And if you have been wanting to simplify your life, but there's kind of this internal resistance that says, this isn't the right time. Talk to yourself about why you're waiting. For some of us, waiting is voluntary. It can be a nice and tidy excuse that just delays taking action and getting started. In order to start something, and I dig into this more in the blog post, you need to be ready. You need to feel like you have permission and this is important. And if you are someone who's waiting for permission, here it is, here's your sign, here's your green light. You need to be willing. You have to have your mind made up that you want this. This is time, it matters to you. And you need to feel able. If you've made this so complicated in your head about starting that it doesn't even feel simple, or you're letting lack of confidence stop you, or you're just not willing to start without support that you desire from your spouse or your kids. These things will keep you from starting. Number four, we don't know how to maintain it. And we're probably going to look to checklists or routines or to what everyone else is doing to finally maintain a simpler life, a clean house, whatever. And I am a big advocate for making plans, but what we miss and what gets us frustrated is that we're not doing what works for our own lives and our own mindsets. We're not willing to do the trial and error it takes to maintain it and find what is going to work. 
And we are going to dig into this on the final part, part four of the series. Number five is we aren't showing up well. And I'm going to talk about this more in part three because it is one of the biggest. In all of my experience as an adult, a woman, a wife, a life coach, a friend, a mom, I feel so strongly that everything comes down to this one thing, how we show up. No matter what is happening in your life, you still get to choose how you show up. We get to choose it through being intentional and we hold ourselves accountable through mindfulness and support. There have been so many years of my life where I did not show up well and what I was doing was delaying my opportunities to experience happiness, to be loved by people, to experience peace in my day-to-day life. I was putting this off. And when we get rooted in how we want to show up, in who we want to be, these are our personal values. Our life will start to feel vibrant and purposeful and passionate and simpler because we are showing up for it with feelings that are positive and proactive and present. Number six, we are making a statement and this one can feel messy to really dig into. And I'll tell you about my experience and I've shared it before that I was a mom martyr. I felt like my life was tough and my husband needed to know it, to feel it, to see it, to taste it. Like he had to know how messy it was. It was a cry for help that I wasn't answering in myself because I didn't feel capable of all that was required of me and I was making a statement to the world and to myself that there were too many requirements and too many expectations of me and I could not do it. I had to understand that I was the one building up these expectations of myself, not anyone else. And I had to understand that I was making a statement. I wasn't getting started. I wasn't making a change. And it wasn't because I had too much on my plate. It was because I put too much on my plate and I still didn't believe I could do it. But I thought that if I made that statement outwardly, then other people would take those expectations away for me. Number seven, we don't think it is important. And this is something I learned through watching my husband and how he cared for our home, like our gutters and our vehicles and just our physical space and items. I didn't grow up that way. I didn't really understand investing the time and the effort into maintaining things so that you can use them to their fullest for the longest amount of time. I do like to think I've taught him the value of investing in things like such a typical nine I am, like rest and relationships, and he's taught me how to take care of my physical space. But what it tells me is that I wasn't viewing those resources as precious, or I viewed them as something that could just be frittered away. And we all have kind of a resource that we're neglecting. Maybe it's time and we just kind of fritter it away or it's our health and we keep it on the back burner. Maybe it's how we're using our space. We are meant to be good stewards of all the resources that we have, but we do often find ourselves neglecting some because we don't view them as important. Number eight, we can't say no to others. And I say, you know what complicates life is other people. (laughs) I think this is because our resources are now available to the masses. We volunteer, we donate, we create, we provide, we show up as we are meant to be. We're meant to be in community and many of us are using our energy, serving our families. And these are all great and worthy and necessary unless you have a problem saying no to others. Things can feel really noble when we are someone who puts others first, but all of this serving can be a form of striving for security and acceptance. Number nine, we can't say no to ourselves. And this is one of my favorites because I was a professional self-saboteur for many years. And I know many of you are thinking, 
I do say no to myself all the time. I'm saying yes to everyone else and I'm saying no to myself. That's why my life is so busy. And I'm not talking about putting ourselves first. I'm talking about having the self-control to show up for ourselves and actually follow through on the actions that we know we want. Doing the things that give us life instead of distract us from life. It is hard to say no to ourselves. And if you take a day and you watch yourself, you are going to see ways that this is happening. We don't say no to the things we want to buy, to the hour we just spent on social media, to the bag of ketchup chips we just ate, to the easy task instead of the hard task, to spouting off in anger, and I raise my hand to all of these. So much of our life feels hard and hopeless because we're saying no to the hard and yes to the easy. Number 10, the last one, we don't see that we do have control. And I feel like this was a big realization that led me to living my life on purpose, was this really stark awareness that life doesn't happen at me. I am the one who is in charge of this. If I have this mentality all the time that I'm at the mercy of everyone and everything and life just happens, I'm reactive, I feel out of control, I will always be in that loop. But when I became aware that I do have control, there was another awareness that (laughs) said, nobody else is going to do this for me. It's up to me to start living the life that I want on purpose. It's my responsibility, my right, and my privilege, and yours as well. So those are the 10 reasons. Stop by the website if you wanna dig into them a bit more, and if you want those free worksheets that are going to take you through each of these 10 reasons, some indicators that they might apply to you, and a little bit of homework that you can do to kind of work through them. I'm excited to bring you part three and four in the weeks to come. In the meantime, I want to let you know I am working on putting together the Reclaim Your Home course. It is going to feature full coaching sessions that I have done with a handful of women who are at various stages of decluttering. This course is definitely for moms who feel overwhelmed at getting started and at powering through and need that extra motivation. This course is going to come out in the fall. If you want to stay up to date, I would definitely recommend subscribing to the Simple Saturdays email. Just stop by simpleonpurpose.ca. It's in almost every one of the pages subscribe box and follow me on Instagram. We have a lot of conversation going on there. I am currently doing the mom's 30 for 30 style challenge where I'm wearing 30 items for 30 days and sharing all of my awkward middle-aged mom selfies with you guys. I am at simpleonpurpose.ca on Instagram. And that's a great spot just to send me a message or take me in a post if you want to let me know that this podcast or Simple Saturdays has helped you in any way. I would love to hear that. Thanks for joining me for a Simple Saturday. Have a great week.